0: Just about everybody listening to this segment right now woke up this morning with an alarm clock. And many, many, many hit the snooze button. And some of you probably hit the snooze button ten times. (laughs) Well, there was a really interesting article in The New Yorker on snoozing. And since the musers always have an eye on your health... I thought this might be enlightening. Now, for a lot of us who wake up really, really early, there's nothing we can do about this. We have to have an alarm because if we wait for the sunshine to wake us up, then we're three hours late for work. Yeah. So some of this is beyond our control. And I think most people who work normal hours and some of you who work abnormal hours, you, you can't live without an alarm. So that's part of life. But the snoozing... You can probably control. Do you guys snooze? Do you hit the snooze button?
1: Uh, kind of. I, mean, I have two different alarms, one at 345 and one at 350. And usually, usually after the first one goes off, I wake up and see what Fernando sent us overnight. Mm-hmm. So I really don't snooze.
2: So you do the uh, – do you have two different clocks or are they two different alarms on the
1: same phone? It's just on my phone, yeah. I don't have the alarm <laughs> clock anymore. So really? if the phone went out, you have no alarms? I have, yeah. Correct. That doesn't so seem safe. So what's the safe. point of the
2: redundancy?
1: Uh, I don't know, actually. Just to make <laughs> sure in case for some reason I don't pick up the phone and start reading it, it'll go off again at 350. But that rarely happens. Yeah, so... Maybe but you could just hit snooze year. on the first alarm. You could, but I think that that's dangerous for me if I just snooze. Because then I think the second time... But the second alarm is... I know, but what difference? I'm saying is what I, where I've gotten in trouble before is hitting the snooze just once, and then the second time, you know, on a phone, once you hit it, if you hit snooze or if you just, you could turn it off, and that's how
0: you I might would sleep. Yeah. You might hit it the wrong way. You might turn it off. Yeah. Rather than,
2: yeah, the, uh, I've tried to do away with snoozing because I hear it's bad for you. It is. It's better to sleep as much as you can, as hard as you can, and then immediately wake up.
0: When I was younger, I was huge into snoozing. I would hit the snooze button seven times. (laughs) My final hour of sleep was all interrupted every nine minutes. But according to this article in The New Yorker, snoozing is terrible for you. They say it may seem like you're giving yourself a few extra minutes to collect your thoughts, but what you're actually doing is making the wake-up process way more difficult and drawn out. If you drift off again, you're plunging your brain back into the beginning of the sleep cycle, which is the worst point to be woken up. And the harder we feel it is for us to wake up, the worse we think we've slept. They say one of the consequences of waking up suddenly and too early is something called sleep inertia. Sleep inertia is that period between waking and being fully awake when you feel groggy. The more abruptly you are awakened the more severe the sleep inertia. While we may feel that we wake up quickly enough, transitioning easily between sleep mode and awake mode, the process is, in reality, far more gradual. Which I found this interesting, because I don't snooze. I wake up, and I've always thought when the alarm goes off, I'm pretty much wide awake a minute later. Mm. But, after reading this, I do realize that it is taking me longer to get my brain clear than I realize because I can think of all of these moments where I've forgotten something at home or I've just done something weird or, a, uh, you know, with a light switch or something. It's because you're not fully awake. It takes a lot longer than you think. And they say in those early waking minutes, our memory, reaction time, ability to perform basic math tasks and alertness to attention all suffer. Even simple tasks like finding and turning on the light switch are far more complicated and as a result our decisions are neither rational nor optimal and they say that one of those decisions that isn't rational is the decision to hit the snooze button mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's the right thing to do but it's the wrong thing to do because you're having to go through that horrific moment of waking up a couple more times or however many times you hit the snooze
2: yeah that makes sense the best method is that sunrise clock yeah. I say well, that's that, the best for you. I've stopped using mine. need to start again. Why'd you stop? <sighs> I unplugged it and put it away somewhere, and I just got to find it again. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives just off stuff. Yeah. So what it does is, let's say that your alarm is set for 4 a.m., whatever time you get up. So it starts a sunrise like around, I don't know, 3.30, 3.15, but really low light volume that rises, you know, and increases until it gets time for it to play the sound effect that you choose for your auditory alarm, which I would always choose chirping birds. So basically your body starts waking up before you're aware of it Mm -hmm. because it wakes up like it normally is intended to, which is with the sunrise. Mm.
0: Yeah, they say in this article They asked the question, are we sleeping in the windows of time that are best for our bodies? They did a study of more than 65,000 people. A third of the population they found suffers from extreme social jet lag. Yeah,
2: that's me. An (laughs) average difference
0: of over two hours between their natural waking time and their socially obligated one. Mm -hmm. That would be all of us on this crew. Yeah. 69% suffer from a milder form of at least one hour. The chronic mismatch between biological and social sleep time, they say, comes at a very high cost. Alcohol, cigarette, and caffeine use uh, increases. Uh-huh. And each hour of social jet lag correlates with roughly a 33% greater chance of obesity. So, uh, and, food and, tastes and good so too. the moral here is that you need to get this, this start. If you're going to have to wake up early anyway, which most of us do that wake up with an alarm clock, You're going to be fighting all of this anyway. The last thing you should be doing is elongating the wake-up process.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, they mind their own business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine. That's the one thing through the years, and we've talked about this before, when you talk about light, that I've never gotten used to is when we walk outside and it's dark. Yeah. But we're starting our day, and it's just I've never gotten used to that.
0: One researcher says the practice of going to sleep and waking up at unnatural times could be the most prevalent high-risk behavior in modern society. Yeah, I'm so cooked. He says poor, <laughs> poor sleep timing stresses our system so much that it's one of the reasons that night shift workers often suffer higher than normal rates of cancer, heart conditions, other chronic diseases like diabetes.
1: Oh boy. mm Tell them between, to quit being know-it-alls. We're like halfway <laughs> in the night shift thing. Yeah. But Fernando, he wakes up earlier than we do. He's pretty much night shift. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. he has to wake Before up early Michael to,
2: Keaton, man. to start hating on Mayor Eric Johnson early.
0: What time does your alarm go off every morning, if you will? Uh, every night, 11.30 p.m. Wow. 11.30 oh, p.m. Fernando. Really? That is amazing Dang. to me. And it works for him. Yeah. yeah. There are no, a lot no, of great it. things about this job that we all love, and when it's gone, we will miss. But the one thing none of us will miss is the early, abrupt, violent wake-up in the middle <laughs> of the night. <laughs>
1: I know. And why day after day? Wait,
0: where am I? What day is this? <laughs> is it Christmas yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually think that. wonder if it's Christmas yet. <laughs>